following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Three children murdered. Three boys convicted. A community forever changed. This is the story of the West Memphis Three. Welcome back to another episode of Get In Loser. We're starting a podcast. You got your boy, Cheetah. Got your boy, Chop. Hey, what's up? It's Al Chupi Tan. I'm in the building. What's up, boys? Let's get it. What's up? Uh, before we get into the usual shenanigans, shenanigans, we got to announce that we brought a special guest, you know, longtime friend of the show. Uh, you know, we had him on a while back. Liked the episode so much. We said, fuck it. Let's bring him back again. It's the man, the myth, the legend, Papa Yoder. Yoder. Yes, sir. Yoder came prepared, too. He even brought us a little gift, you know, made us all cry. It was beautiful. You guys should have seen it. Yeah, yeah, Brought us yeah. a nice, fresh mic stand. Fire, dude. Fire. We're going to cherish it forever. We're going to get it gold-plated and just never use it. <laughs> We're just going to bring it to every recording, but never use it. <laughs> I don't love studio. for you. Thanks, you man. Mm. Yeah, yeah man, Yoder. So yeah, we uh, you know, we did that chemtrails episode. We thought it was so good. We said, "Fuck it," you know. Why not bring Yoder back for another one? Uh, yeah, I know you guys are talking about Kim, like K I M. Like, the whole time I think, man, who the fuck this bitch Kim is? <laughs> Shut the hell up! And <laughs> <laughs> stop cutting me off before I cut your dick off. Oh, come on! But bitch. anyways, you know. The Chemtrails episode, that was a banger episode. Yes. So we f- said, fuck it. Why not bring Yoder back for another banger episode? And hopefully many more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're definitely welcome back anytime. And then... Uh, Yoder, always coming with the fire episode topics. Yeah, dude. So we decided, you know, what? Bigger than fucking West Memphis 3, man. Insane story. Fuck. 30 years later, it's still just as crazy. Correct, yes. Yeah, it's, it's fucking wild, man. This shit's, shit's insane. It's definitely, uh, if it's something you've never heard about, which I don't know how you've never heard about it, but if you don't know much about it, it's, you're going to be left scratching your head a few times and saying like, yo, what the fuck? Because this shit got crazy very quickly. Yo, before we continue on with the mess, man, 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 fuck this shit. West Memphis Dream motherfuckers. Yo, we got some tragic news in the last couple of days. Terry Funk, the hardcore legend, just part, passed away. And we just got word, Bray Wyatt just passed away. Thirty six years yours. Wow, that's too young, dude. Man, he's just a year older than us. They said he's been dealing with um undisclosed health uh problems, so I wonder what that's about, but that's sad for his family and for WWE. Man, he was a star, bro. I I think that Bray Wyatt is probably a curse because you got Brody Lee that passed away last year, a couple years ago. Now you got him, now you gotta worry about Eric Rowan now. Because the Fiend character, the Fiend came to life, dude. It's the same shit with fucking Heath Ledger, bro. Mm. Lost his mind to become the Joker and then literally lost his mind. Interesting. 
getting into character, man. Shit fucks you up. Man, it's crazy that Terry, I'm glad Terry Funk lived a long, full life, so dude's a fucking legend, bro. I remember legend, growing up bro. with the, uh, him and Mankind matches and shit. Yo, the, uh, I think the best match for him was, uh, him versus Sabu in a barbed wire match. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That is fire. Got a lot of, like, New Japan, uh, matches and shit, too. Man, he got a long career, dude. He's oh, all over. Oh, fuck yeah. R.I.P. to them, man. Yep. Let's take a moment of silence for them. All right, that's a long moment of silence for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Other than that, not too much. You know, not too much going on, really. But kind of slow. Yeah, yeah it's been Sunday. Working, working like crazy. I know you guys uh, have too. We finally slowed down. Yeah, I. Uh, every time it gets really busy at work, that's when I realize how out of shape I really am because I had to make about. 40 beds at work, and I pulled something in my back, so. I thought you were going to pull something else. I can't, I can't. <laughs> no, I haven't been able to sleep because I can't get comfortable, so that's. Oh, pull something. Oh. Oh. Why are you always bringing up my dick, man? Do you, <laughs> you want to kiss it? You want to see it right now? You want to see it? Fuck, I'll, I'll pull my dick out right now, too. Let me go get oh a boy. microscope. How oh, would pull our dicks Ooh. out? Nah, uh, nah. I, I'll, I'll put everyone to shame. I can't. <laughs> I mean, the only other, the only other real big thing going on lately is uh, they just had the first Republican debate. That's about it. And of Mine's... course, everybody on there looks like they're older than sliced bread. So you know that'll be fun. Yeah, race. That's, that's what we need. Minus Another... one person. Oh, except for Vivek Ramaswamy. Well, so... that guy's like the story of American dream, man. His parents came here forty years ago with some money. You know, built up a fucking career. Now he owns, like, billion-dollar companies and shit. Well, good for him. Yo, look, great minds think alike. No, oh, he got the bigger bag. Daddy, son. <laughs> what is uh, your obsession with the word daddy? daddy? What is it? I don't understand. Where does it come from? I don't know. Should we have a therapy session next week? Hell no. Where we break down your love for the word daddy. Got daddy issues. <laughs> hey, boy, I call you daddy sometimes. Don't. Ever say that again in your life, please? Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, other than that, I don't really know if there's anything noteworthy to talk about. Hold on, where the hell you got your bag at? Uh, market in the square. Oh. Uh, before we hop into the West Memphis, uh, Yoder, what's been going on with you, man? Uh, how's life? Since life the last is time we've seen you. Life is good. Yeah. Uh, working a lot. Naturally, you know, and going to uh, spe- going to races with uh, fighting. I know fighting texted me the other day, tried to get me to go to the fair with you guys. Yeah, we went to the fair Sunday. It was a great time seeing the pig races. Oh, there's the no, races. I've never, races. Did you see Drew there? He's one of the pigs. <laughs> Yo, I was like going there. Kevin Bacon. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> great name. Yo, um, Taylor been- Swift. Oops, sorry. <laughs> That's, That's okay. pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, every time That's I tra- every time I go there, I'm gonna we should go as a group of friends. When the pig races come and we put bets on. Oh, all right, I got number three, number three, number three. How about number four, number two, number two? Oh, let's go, let's go. Better uh, bet your ass that people were betting on them. Oh yeah, things. fuck yeah. <laughs> I was a joke. Like, hey, who wants to put money on this pig? This pig right here. Should we go there as friends and hold hands in solidarity? Solidarity of what? I don't know, just stuff. Pig love. <laughs> yeah, pig love. Pigs need love, too. Yeah, hold on. I just realized uh, Matt's got a signed Phil Rips jersey in his in his room. 
Was he really? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Okay, Matt. He's I a... see you. Yo, also points to Matt for the fucking Final Fantasy VII PS1 or PS2 edition. Chilling over there on the shelf. Uh-oh. Fucking legend. Uh-oh. No more bad news, man. We can't handle it. I think he just shit his pants. bad news for you. Oh, what? Yeah, it was just confirmed by an inside source that Bray Wyatt died of a heart attack. Yeah, probably drug. No, probably. they said he got COVID, which caused the heart, caused his heart to, cause a heart attack. That's I ain't saying nothing, man. What Luke died from, too. Awfully uh, strange how now all these healthy people are just having sudden arrhythmic fucking heart problems and shit. That's what I'm saying, dude. LeBron's shit. son just had a fucking heart attack yeah, at bro. practice or whatever. He's fucking what, 19, dude? 1918? Unbelievable, bro. Don't worry, COVID's coming back right in time for election season. Oh, I heard. <laughs> I got the memo. Uh, uh, hospital st- stays are uptick or in an uptick. Uh-huh. People are probably walking on their broken legs. That's COVID. COVID gave you that broken <laughs> leg. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to get all political. I got all political last week. At least he's not Doctor Felchy. Tell him the shit. Oh, he'll <laughs> he'll slide his little slimy ass back in there somehow. He'll find a way to come back. He'll be like Golem, my precious. Yeah, I got all political. I went on a big political rant last week. I'm trying to be good this week. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. Yo, Yo, you, I remember. Yo, Chew, what kind of something that is? Staying. Oh, yeah, dude, I did. From remember where? last week we talked about uh, Plaza. Remember we talked about the uh, where the hell is the Plaza? Fire. Go check them out if you haven't. It's on uh, during Tonawanda. Remember we talked about the Biden and the Maui fires and all that shit. Remember? Oh remember yeah, a big rant, political rant. Seven hundred dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, I seen something yesterday. That, like fucking Oprah Winfrey just brought up, bought up a bunch of land. Scumbag, dude. They're pricing these people out of their own fucking homes. That's the same reason why a lot of Hawaiians had to move away from their home because they're being, you know, as they say, they're being priced out of paradise. Because people were coming there and jacking the prices of everything up and they couldn't fucking, they couldn't stay there anymore. Man, you guys be talking about the Hawaii shit. I'm looking, I'm my nose sniffing over uh, Troops area real quick. <laughs> You got a whole fucking bag full of goodies. You really need a piece of chicken finger? I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, shit. You said that about literally every sub you ever eaten. You said you had that exact same reaction the first time we tried Brando's. So I don't trust no, your judgment. No, no dude. D- d- what is that, medium or? Medium. No, that medium. Got some I hit, too. I don't right? trust your judgment. Got that, that. Isn't that crunchy? It's just got that nice soft breaded. <laughs> you know, you literally did this exact yeah, always same trust thing. The, always trust the fat guy's opinion. On no, because the first time we had Brandon, like, yeah, he's yeah. like, "Oh, this is the oh. best stinger I've ever had." It, it was at the time. No, that shit was not that good. Colossal taco. That shit was not. Oh, oh yeah. level. <laughs> the one here, yeah. not the one in Niagara Falls. Yep, that's the late night drunk yo, spot. Yo, the um, the best place. Stinger wraps. Oh, uh, the stinger wraps. Oh fuck, I go for one right now. Colossal. Someone told me the best stinger. I think I went to Youngstown. There's a little gas station off of Youngstown, Route 18. No, it's not good anymore. New owners, it sucks now. Before, it used to be bad. Yeah, it used to be the best. A gas station? No, it was like this place. I forgot what it was. Main Street something. Main Street Cafe or something like that. 
was like a real small spot. It was delicious. The fucking bread was toasted. They had the thin, like they had the like the sliced steak, you know. Yo, it's about, like all new. I think it's like new owners, so it's all like a bunch of young guys now. So now it fucking mm. sucks because now they make late night drunk food instead of actual good food. You yeah. ever make any? Um, my bad. Uh, you ever been to that spicy pickle place? No, yeah, I want to go. Let's go there because I haven't been, been there in fucking years. This guy I knew in high school, his name was Pickle Fucker. Oh Jesus! How do you get that name? Probably fucked the jar of pickles. No, was it you? No, they had. He had a. <laughs> the seniors put a pickle up his ass. <laughs> Made him walk five feet. Oh, uh, that was him. And every time it fell out, he had to take a bite and put it back. Uh, he got shut it eventually. The fuck up. It only took him three <laughs> bites. What kind of twisted mind thinks of something like this? It's from Clerks, too. Oh. Now, Mighty Taco, the chickle. Somebody was just fucking telling me. Who was That's it? That's the oh, best thing going. It was fucking fighting. Well, because of me. Me about that. Yeah. <laughs> he was just telling me about that the other day. Wait, wait, wait. Explain, yeah. explain right. the chickle. I want to hear the chickle. The chickle is. Their version of the chicken sandwich in a tortilla shell, soft, with the chicken patty with the pickles, and you can have their Bam Bam sauce or blue cheese bam, or ranch. Bam. But uh, it was supposed to be unlimited, uh, but now they have it all the time. You know the best thing about my taco nice. right now? They serve beer. Out of fast food restaurants in the area, there's yeah. no place you can get beer, but you got to drink it there. That is cool. I don't like Mighty Taco anymore. They don't be hitting like it used to. Yeah, right. Select things. Tastes like, like ass now. Their, their ground beef had a weird spice, had a weird taste yes, for it. Yes, dude. That's the only thing. Whenever I eat Mighty, dude, I'll like burp like three days <coughs> later and fucking taste Mighty, dude. It's right. fucking nasty. But see, that's why I like the chickle because it's not the meat. Yeah, but the, uh, You're the, right about the meat. The, the, yeah. the ground beef, some of that season, that ground beef, this is like, I really, like at that time, I said, I really go Taco Bell. I think they changed the ground beef because yeah. it don't yeah. taste the same anymore. That should taste real funky now. Moses is nice. I got a super mighty the Moses other day. Nice. Yeah. Dude, Moses. Mo- yeah, I think I'd rather go to Moses and Chipotle. Yeah, yeah so would I. Moses, Chipotle. You know what that means? Um, if you go to a Bennett's game, uh, if they score 10 or more, you get moles, 25% off. Hey, I could go to Moles Crush Street for my work. Nice. I like uh, I like Chipotle burrito bowls. Them shits are bomb. I have those forever ago. Shit's expensive. Chipotle's expensive. Hell yeah. You know who's expensive now is Rachel's. Who the fuck's Rachel? Oh, the Mediterranean. Oh, not that Rachel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. They got uh, grape leaves. Damn, Rachel, you got a restaurant you were holding out on us? <laughs> Damn, Rachel. Damn, Rachel. Where's our hookup at? You come to the studio every week. Right? What the fuck, Rachel? Yeah, what the fuck? That's why. This guy's got himself a sugar mom over there. Didn't want to tell us. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The funny thing I just saw. Papa Yoda just tried to, <laughs> tried to pull a sneaky, dude. He's like, oh, I kind of missed the hat. Put it on over the headphones? It's all right. I, I tried it, too. But today, you know what today feels like? Today is like a weird day. It's not too cold, not too warm. It's just that right fall weather. It was and fucking humid earlier. Oh, yeah. It was oh, that right. Fuck earlier. I, but I had to admit, I had my first pumpkin spice frozen coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. You basic. Oh, don't really. ever fucking say that again. Yeah. Next, you're next. such a basic bitch. Well, dude. next Thursday is Starbucks' time to shine. You're such a gay. You're so. Oh. You're such a. <laughs> dude, you're fucking gayer than JC and Eric, bro. <laughs> And they literally kiss each other on the mouth. Well, yeah, they're married. Yeah. 
We, but pumpkin spice is the way to go. Yeah, Wrong you're fucking again. basic. Man, don't be basic about that shit, motherfucker. All right. Every single fucking white girl in Niagara Falls drinks pumpkin spice. Well, you actually enjoy pumpkin spice. I fuck out enjoy pumpkin spice. This motherfucker goes on and buys pumpkin spice candle, bro. Fuck yeah, I got a punk, I got a pumpkin patch uh, for breeze. That's what I can't get over is the fucking smell of the shit, dude. I could, I could not live with I a fucking, fucking hate candle, that smell. Dog. Yeah, it smells like cinnamon somewhere. Yeah, some reason, exactly. like, like I like the pumpkin spice shit, but I don't like pumpkin pie. It smells like cinnamon if you shove it's it up a hobo's it's, ass. It's, maybe it's kind of weird. That pumpkin okay. pie, it's a, a texture problem. You know, yeah, it's pears. Texture problem. Yeah. Um, coconut. Texture problem. No, I fucking love coconut. I, love I fuck with I, coconut. I fuck with coconut too. No, no, I, I don't like mind a good uh, snowball uh, here. And uh, there. Like I don't mind coconut. It's the texture issue I have. Right. Um, oh, like the fibers of it. Yeah, like the fibers yeah. and shit. Almond. I like other coconut shit, but like almond joy sometimes uh, the fibers are too. You much. know what's weird? I like I, almond I, joys, but I fucking hate almonds. Same. So I like bite the almond off and just eat the chocolate. Then you, go, then you go with the Mao Wow. No, because the mountain's dark chocolate. I don't fucking like dark chocolate. Yeah, dude. Wait, yeah, how, dude. Wait, wait. I fucking like milk chocolate. Wait, t- balls, balls. We're not sponge talking candy. about. Man, we, sponge candy is the way to go. Well, we're not talking about food, right? This is not a whole food <laughs> episode. We could make this to a whole food You're episode. You're the one that brought it to a food place. You we fat definitely fuck. just fat assed out for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was about like 10 minutes because I'm looking like, all right. Because last time we did a topic. Like a, a serious topic, we went over like almost an hour and a, hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, it was almost like a two hour episode, bro. <laughs> like I'm over here, I'm like I'm dying, hot, uh, ran out of drink, and my ears are hurting me. And I'm already out of my drink. What do you mean? Who do you, who do you think you're fooling? All right, let's go. Yo, by the way, real quick before we get into, it, I had a fucking sugar free uh, white. Ultra Monster the other day. Those are good. That shit tasted like fucking lemon lime, bro. It was delicious. The ultra Red is the best. I had one at work, dude. It was so good. Ultra Blue. I was like, man, I don't fucking want this shit. It's sugar-free. I drank it. Delicious, dude. Tastes like fucking lemon lime. Have you ever had the, the Beast? No. That's Monster's alcohol. Oh, yeah. I got that in my refrigerator. Oh, I heard Yo, about are that. Are you hitting on me right now, dude? <laughs> don't flirt with the host, okay? It's not going to get you. <laughs> Is it man. good? It's a phenomenal. It, it's dangerous because um, it's so good. It's, it's, they got four, four, four flavors to start cutting off. It's, uh, they got reg- regular. They got the peach. They got this uh, some type of white shit. Yep. No but, blue, though? Uh, they try to get away from the blue real quick. But, yeah, this shit is so good. If, but, if, but if you can't tell the alcohol, if you can't really taste alcohol in it at first, You'd be fucking like, okay, this is regular. You'll have to let me know. I don't drink anymore. So. It's 6%. So. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It, I'm with God now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing well, I drink is his blood. They used to have this shit called, uh, they used to, everyone used to drink Incredible Hulk. It was hypnotic and Hennessy. And if you mix the two together, it tasted so good. But that shit will have you on your fucking ass. Yo, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Fucking Sparks. Remember those? Yes, I was obsessed with those fucking dude, I remember the sparks. Yo, um, I used to love those things. Hypnotic used to be my drink. Cause had, it was that blue flavor. That shit was good, dude. It's still around. We're talking about it like it's fucking discontinued <laughs> or something. What, what is hypnotic? Vodka? Tequila? I'm actually not sure. I'll look it up real quick. I don't know. All right, let's, all right, let's start this. Yeah, let's, Yo, get, let's get into this. To be one. honest, y'all. We've been, <laughs> we kind of went off the rails for a little bit. <laughs> to be honest, y'all, I thought we were talking about uh, Memphis, Tennessee. 
And I did not this shit. I'm going to rely on you guys today. Chop. No, Some, really? Uh, sometimes some things can don't need to be said, yeah. man. You know, you should just play your cards a little closer to your chest sometimes, you know? Do you think we're? Do you think at this point we're ever surprised when we come in and you say, "Hey, I didn't do any research today." Or oh, I did research. I was trying to find quick videos on YouTube. <laughs> no, they're all hour long. Yeah, well, it's minutes. a fucking deep story, man. It's not yes. something you can just quick read. So, all right, let's get into it. Uh, all right, let's start. Set the mood. Nice dark night in a wooded area. It's quite literally <laughs> dark out there. On May fifth. 1993, Christopher Byers, Michael Moore, and Stevie Branch, all of whom were eight years old, went bike riding in West Memphis. That's West Memphis, Arkansas, not Tennessee. Oh, hold on, hold on. We already went through this. We were all confused. It's hold okay. on. Um, quick note. West Memphis and Memphis is only separated by a bridge. Quick. He knows because he did the research on West Memphis. <laughs> no, that's the one piece he did. <laughs> that's the only thing he looked up. No, but because I, I used to know people that lived in Memphis. I was like, yeah, we never go to West Memphis because it was too uh, blue-collar calorie for us. Uh-huh. Well, mm. uh, later that evening, the boys' parents reported them missing. And the following day, law officers found their naked hog-tied bodies in a drainage dish in a forested area known as Robin Hood Hills. The boys had been beaten, and Byers' body showed signs of mutilation. The police believed that the murders were connected to Satan worship. So, you know, this this goes back to, like, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit. The, for satanic, one of the, episodes, the satanic, satanic panic. panic that was, like, big in, like, the 60s and shit. Well, it got kind of a rebirth in, like, the early 90s and shit, too. You know, there was a lot of it. Especially around the time of, like, uh, what the fuck are those kids' names? The guys who did the Columbine shooting, there was a lot of satanic panic involved with them, too. A lot of people believe in that. It kind of coincides with, like, the goth kind of era. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm trying to say. The black trench coats. Yeah, Yeah. they, they... they pretty much, like you said, it went hand in hand with a lot of like the gothic trench coat yeah. mafia type shit. And uh, at the time, like heavy metal was like making a yeah. resurgence again, so people were into it again. You yeah, know. so they pretty much anything involving anything like that was pretty much always considered satanic panic and, uh, kind and of rice shit. books. Yeah. Are you talking about the trench coat mafia? I remember those kids. We used to make fun of those kids. There was a couple kids that actually wore trench coats in their high school, huh? Fuck. Remember that movie? Remember that? What the fuck's that one teen movie where the kid like just walks around with a camera all the time? Just fucking super. That'd be true. Dude. Are you talking about from uh, Screw? uh no. Party X? No, it's well, yeah, kind of like that, but like a super weirder version. That'd be you. Remember in uh, Grandma's Boy, the one robot dude? Oh, the boss. Doesn't he <laughs> wear trench coats? Yeah. <laughs> fucking JD. <laughs> You're fucking weird, man. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, almost immediately <laughs> after finding the boys' bodies, the police interviewed uh, Damien Eccles, an 18-year-old high school dropout and self-proclaimed Wiccan. Yeah, so uh, they brought uh, uh, P.O., was it? Yeah. Uh, like a parole officer, uh, and they only brought him into the investigation because of he had um, knowledge of, like, the occult. 
So in the beginning, when all this shit happened, the police had this uh, PO write down anyone who's on probation who may have ties to like the occult. Right. Yeah, and that's where Damien Eccles gets brought into the case. And his the parole officer's name was Steve Jones. Steve Jones, what a fuckhead! What a douche! So yeah, um, Eccles was considered a troublemaker, you know, because of the PO. Uh, and in addition, he had a history of mental health issues, notably depression. Uh, Eccles denied knowing the boys or being involved in their deaths. Uh, police, however, remained focused on Eccles, and they soon received help from Vicki Hutchinson, whose eight-year-old child was friends with the victims and claimed to have witnessed their murders, but was unable to identify the assailants. So now they're going based off of the the story from an eight-year-old boy. Right. You know. I, I'll, like, here in the case, probably 75% of the actual evidence that they had was hearsay. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, what I wanted to say, too, before we got too deep into it, is that, like, people should really pay attention to this case and see, like, what could happen when fucking, um, you know, this is, like, a bad police work. Uh, you know, people running their mouths and people wanting to get answers. Uh, you know, there's kids involved, so people want were demanding answers. Right. Yeah, and the reason why... Now. The reason why they try, you know, I mean, why they went into high gear and tried to lock down, you know, the like the killers so fast is because so quickly this case gained like you know Notoriety, attention yeah. from the yep. news and shit. So they're like, okay, we got a community scared. People are demanding answers. We got to get this shit closed asap. This right. ain't that long ago, man. It should terrify you that something like this could happen in America. Yeah. And, and I mean, does, and still does to this day. The and miscarriage it, of justice, basically. It's crazy, too, because, like, a lot of the times, like, for our serial killer episodes, we'll talk a lot about how the cops were just fucking oblivious. Because there's a lot of times where they should have caught somebody early on, but they didn't because they were just, you know, they just wouldn't, either weren't paying attention or they just weren't doing their job correctly. Or didn't right. give a fuck. And this kind of goes hand in hand with this because this is the same thing where if they really sat down and, like, thought about it, they would have known pretty early on that. You know, what they were trying to do wasn't connecting. Here's another little tidbit of info. Uh, did you guys see that that union police officer, she was the head of the police union. She got arrested. Well, they took a package that was supposed to go to her house. They uh, confiscated it, opened it up, is loaded with fentanyl. Turns out she was a huge fentanyl fucking uh, distributor. That doesn't fucking surprise me. Head of the police union in, like, San Jose or something. It's disgusting, man. And just, uh, there's another great podcast called Crime Junkies. Yeah. Uh, that goes over every week, every week. It's just, like, uh, miscarriages of justice or uh, just p- police just not doing their job. Yeah. Yeah. Said they're people, too, man. And, you know, there's... It's sad, but it, but it does happen. It's sad to see it. Yeah, and here's where uh, this is like this is gonna be probably one of the first things in this case that's really gonna like you're gonna like think about it. And be like, should they have done that? You know what I mean? Because after meeting with police, this mother was told that the police had already interviewed Eccles, and that's when she offered to play detective by meeting him. 
with the encouragement of law officers, she enlisted the help of Miss Kelly, a 17-year-old neighbor who knew Eccles. Uh, according to Hutchinson, on May 19, 1993, she, Miss Kelly, and Eccles attended a gander, gathering of witches at a nearby field. She then claimed the proceedings devolved into an orgy, at which point she asked Eccles to take her home. Miss Kelly stayed. Hutchison later related the, elev- the, evidence, the events to the police and reportedly passed a polygraph test. So this guy, so they went to a fucking Wiccan meeting. So fucking what? What right? does that have to do with this? Yeah, it's it's nuts. And then, uh, so yeah, they. So Miss Kelly, he's another big part of this investigation too, because you know later on, you know you'll see what happens with him too. Um. Oh, uh, armed with this information, police interviewed Miss Kelly, who reportedly had an IQ about seventy-two. So <laughs> this kid was fuck? this kid was by you know means he was pretty much mentally challenged, as they would say. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, not only are you interviewing this kid, seventeen-year-old kid, by himself. But you're, you know, I mean, he's like a mentally challenged kid, so of course. Right, and you fed him information. They also lied to him. They said <clears throat> things like, you want to help your father? Uh, he was thinking that if he told them what they wanted, that his father was getting a new truck. So, of course, you're going to say anything to get your father a new truck. Yeah. So and the fact that a he, lot of that corrosion. The fact that, that he... Uh, the fact that he believed that just goes to show you that this guy, yeah, he was. Not I mean, in a sound mental. Yeah, state, he's not right? all there. Wait, right? wait, mentally. Where, where was his ma? I don't know. It's a good question. They weren't. He, uh, they weren't present. They didn't know that was. They didn't know that he was being interviewed at the time. Yeah, the cops interviewed him by himself without his parents around. So could that be technically by the federal federal law where you can't be? Investigating someone that's under the age of eighteen without a parent's consent or a lawyer in present? Well, I mean, in any other cases, it probably should have been. But part of kids, if he knew his rights, he didn't have to say anything. Yeah, they got away with it. This they they found a lot of in this case, they found a lot of loopholes. You know, what I mean, they found a lot of ways to twist shit the way they needed to to make their case, basically. Which is why a lot of people, you know, which is why the community stayed so divided throughout all of this. You know, what I mean, because there was a lot of people who. We're thinking just with the mind of, oh, we're just happy, you know, we got justice for these boys. But then there was other people who were like, yeah, but you didn't get justice. If you, like, really pay attention, you could tell they did everything completely wrong. Like, right. This isn't right. Like, one of the uh, <clears throat> things they never questioned, uh, there was a uh, person that came into a local restaurant that had blood all over him. They found blood all over the stall, over the male's bathroom, uh, a large amount of blood, but never questioned this individual that was in the restaurant. Yeah. Hold on, sorry. Yeah, so uh, after, you know, after uh, interviewing Miss Kelly, you know, and feeding him all this different information, you know, telling him, like Yoder said, telling him. You know, if you help us, you know, dad's going to get in the truck and shit like that. That's when uh, 
Well, first, Miss Kelly initially denied having any involvement in the crime, but then he eventually did confess, saying that he had helped detain the three young boys but left before Eccles and 16-year-old Jason Baldwin, who were best friends at the time, committed the murders, and then all three of them were arrested in June 1993, though no physical evidence connected them to the crime, and they each had alibis. So they didn't have a trace of physical evidence, and every single one of them had an alibi that checked out. They still convicted all three of them. That's when, it, you know I mean? This is... I smell something brewing. It's not me. I smell something brewing. <laughs> so yeah, Damian Eccles and Jason Baldwin were both best friends at the time. They didn't know Miss Kelly, I don't believe, unless I... You know what I mean? Unless there was something I didn't see. But I don't believe they... I believe Miss Kelly knew of them, but I don't think they're all friends. Not that I know of, at least. You order, you got anything that says differently? Maybe I could be wrong there. Uh, uh, not that they all hung out, but they all had the uh, the music that they all. Oh, okay, to. yeah, okay. They yep. all had that in um, common. They all like Metallica. Yo, I could see, I could see Steve. I could see Steven be the one be fucking. Okay, boys, this is how we're fucking gonna do. We're gonna fuck game bang. What do you mean? What fuck are you talking the... about, dude? Oh. Who the fuck is Steven? <laughs> it's Chris, it's Chris, Michael, Steve. What are you talking about? The kids that got arrested were Damian, Jason, and and uh, Jesse, right? Jesse, Miss Kelly. Yeah. What the fuck you get Stephen Michael Steve from? What the fuck? Michael Moore, Steve. Yeah, Brian. those were the victims. Those are the victims. Those are the eight-year-olds. I, I guarantee the eight-year-olds, like, they're probably rolling a little pack together. Um, they're probably like, yo, let's go in the woods real quick. The one, the one kid's like, nah, man, that's, nah, that's too scary, man. Then Steve, he, he's probably the group leader. He's like, come on, pussy. Let's go in, let's go in there. And get, he, uh, do me a favor and don't talk again <laughs> during this episode, please, all right? <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm making up stories. Yeah, but you're not allowed to... You can't talk about the victims. Talk about the guys who are still alive, not the fucking eight-year-old victims. That's some compassion, man. Uh, Should we get into the actual crime a little bit more? Like, what happened with that? Or I got you. Yeah, you can get Uh, it if you want. uh, So, um, May 5th, 1993, the three eight-year-old boys, Steve Branch, Michael Moore, Christopher Byers, uh, they were reported missing... Um, the first report to police was made by Byers' adoptive father, John Mark Byers, around 7 p.m. The boys were allegedly last seen together by three neighbors who, in affidavits, told them uh, seeing them playing together around 6.30 the evening they disappeared. And then seeing Terry Hobbs, Stephen Branch's stepfather, calling them to come home. Uh, initial police reports made that night were limited. Friends and neighbors also conducted a search that night, which concluded a cursory visit to the location where the bodies were later found. A more thorough police search for the children began around 8 a.m. on May 6th, led by the Crittenden County Search and Rescue personnel. Searchers canvassed all of West Memphis, but focused primarily on Robin Hood Hills, where the boys were reported to be last seen. Uh, despite a shoulder-to-shoulder search of Robin Hood Hills by a human chain, searchers found no sign of the missing boys. Around 1.45 p.m., juvenile parole officer Steve Jones spotted a boy's black shoe floating in a muddy creek that led to a major drainage canal in Robin Hood Hills. 
A subsequent search of the ditch revealed the bodies of the three boys. They had been stripped naked and were hogtied with their own shoelaces, their right ankles tied to their right wrists behind their backs, the same with their left arms and legs. Their clothing was found in the creek, some of it twisted around sticks that had been thrust into the muddy ditch bed. The clothing was mostly turned inside out. Two pairs of the boys' underwear were never recovered. Uh, Christopher Byers had lacerations to various parts of his body and mutilation of his scrotum and penis. So all this mutilation and shit, uh, this is also what led, like, a lot of people to want to uh, push it towards being, like, a satanic ritual, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So the autopsies by forensic pathologist Frank Peretti indicated that Byers died of multiple injuries, while Morin Branch died of multiple injuries and drowned, and were drowned. Um, So they initially suspected the boys had been raped. However, later expert testimony disputed this finding. Uh, Trace amounts of sperm DNA were found on a pair of pants recovered from the scene. Prosecution experts claim Byers' wounds were the results of a knife attack and that he had been purposely castrated by the murderer. Uh, defense experts claim the injuries were most likely the result of post-mortem animal predation. Police believe the boys were assaulted and killed at the location where they were found, uh, although crit- critics argued that the assault, at least, was unlikely to have occurred at the creek. Byers was the only victim with drugs in his system. Uh, he was prescribed Ritalin in July 19... Jan- in, excuse me, January 1993 as part of treatment of an attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Uh, the initial autopsy report describes the drug as carba- carbamazepine and the dosage of a sub-therapeutic level. His father said Byers may not have taken his prescriptions on May 5th, 1993. <laughs> so yeah, there's the, there's the crime kind of uh, slipped by that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jesus Something crazy that I remember watching in a podcast, bro, was that that one of the dad, one of the dads of the three dudes, um, the three kids, picked up his wife that night and like didn't mention that their kid was gone. It's like she had to find out from the daughter. Yeah, I bet. I bet the husband's like, "Well, baby, um, yeah, let's go away for a let's go away for a little bit." And mom's like, "Where's where's our son?" Well, he's he's over he's over his friend's house. Some like probably told her that. Isn't that sketchy? If your kid was gone, that's the first fucking thing I'm talking about. In fact, she would call, I would be calling you at work. Like I don't know, a lot of sketchy shit. But how long were they gone for? Only twenty four hours yeah. before they were reported missing. Holy shit! You, you just, Could you imagine, dude? Usually, like, on the first 48 hours, you don't get to see that shit until, like, 46 hours into the 48 hours. A lot of places, you can't even report someone as missing for at least 24. No, tackling, that, that's just a say. So, tackling saying on it, if someone's going missing, like, if they, you got to at least check a couple hours. Because, you know, me being in a room sleeping, turn the phone off. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of places make you wait at least like. You used to, you, the 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 myth was you used to wait 48 hours before you call someone missing, but you got at least if you know if you know their schedule, if they're not in the house or 
If you if, if, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, if you know somebody, you, you can tell when something's wrong. Like, when they're doing something outside of their normal <clears throat> routine. Like, like, for example, if you see me going to the library, check on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but they usually say, if something's going missing, you got to wait 48 hours. I think something like that, you got to at least wait out eight hours if they're going to miss them because you never know if they're working. But for kids... I, I say about if they're not ASAP. if they're not like with their if they're not with their friends house because back then you just had to tell like parents is like all right if you're at Johnny's house you gotta give me a call my sister got my sister had to call every hour to the hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I was looking at I was reading something while you guys were talking. Uh, so yeah, um. Now on to the trial and uh, the convictions of the three boys. So uh, Miss Kelly was tried separately, and his trial began in nineteen in January nineteen ninety four. His attorney focused on Miss Kelly's conve- confession, which he alleged had been coerced. Which, yeah, un- under duress. They yeah, say. we know it was coerced. Uh, notably, early versions of his statements differed from the physical evidence. He falsely claimed that the boys had been sexually assaulted and they had been tied with rope. They'd actually been bound with shoelaces, among other discrepancies. And then the, the police claimed that Miss Kelly was simply confused. And on February 4th, 1994, he was found guilty of first-degree and second-degree murder and was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Uh, the trial of Eccles, who was seen as the trio's leader, and Baldwin short- started shortly thereafter. Miss Kelly refused to testify, and the prosecution was forced to rely on circumstantial evidence, notably Eccles' interest in the occult. Big air quotes there. So they focused, to make their case for Eccles, they focused almost mainly on his the the fact that he was a Wiccan, a self-proclaimed Wiccan. So like that's all. That's pretty much all they needed to sell it back then was that right. this guy was into the occult. So everybody's like, "Oh fuck, he's got to be a Satanist. He definitely killed these kids." Yo, and his mental disorders. Yeah. Yo, this motherfucker looks like fucking Loki. Well, look at Miss Kelly. He's got a fucking rock and mullet, dude. Good for I him. I think he's got like line shaved in his head. Too. No, no, Miss like, oh. Kelly got those fucking line shaved. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and Baldwin. I hope he's not related to the Baldwins. That'd be funny as hell. It, it could be. Yes, that'd be funny as hell that he was sentenced to jail, put in jail unjustly because he's related to the Baldwins. <laughs> so funny. Ha ha ha. Jesus Christ. Yo, uh, fucking Baldwin looks like a you fucking... literally the worst. I just want you to know that. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, so the prosecution also introduced evidence... Uh, it believed incriminating, such as the fact, here's where it really gets fucking stupid, such as the fact that Eccles read Stephen King and listened to Metallica. Yep, he's definitely a killer. Yep. Because he reads it. Good for that guy, you know? Real shining. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Red rum. Wait, Unbelievable. wait uh, there was another Stephen King book around that time, 93. I think it was... Um... The miss. The miss. It's the mist. I don't give a T. Fuck. 
at the miss. Fuck. Pet, 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 Pet Cemetery was that shit, bro. Yeah, that, Pet, was that. that movie was. Dude, that movie was fucking wild. That movie gave me fucking nightmares. Man, I never watched Pet Cemetery. That the movie was stupid. Children of the Corn was fucking weird. So yeah. I didn't like Children of the Corn the was creepy. The miss was stupid, too. Oh, you can't leave the building. Grocery stores like, all right, fuck you then. I'll make my own little fucking. I'll go into deli meat and make my own sandwiches and shit. What about the one where like it, that he cursed the dude and he goes from being fat as fuck? Oh, thinner. Thinner. Yeah, it was crazy. What a fucking weird. What a weird mind that guy has. I think he's got a, com- a movie coming out. Or he does I think? I believe he does. Yeah. You know, he's got a weird fucking mind. Harl Stein. Strange but, guy, but he was Arlstein was. Arlstein's also got a movie coming out, Zombie Town or something like that. Yo, Arlstein was more for the kids version of kids version of us. Man, I'll give a that's shit, all man. he basically was. He was like he was like Arlstein kid version. Like, yo, I don't care, dude. I don't care what nobody says though, man. That Goosebumps show used to be scary as fuck sometimes. Goosebumps still my shit. Yo, Night of the Living Dummy, bro. That shit scared the fuck out of me for yo, years. Fucking Slappy. <laughs> yo, Slappy, slappy was bro. was based on uh, Cheat over here. Because <laughs> wow. Slappy was a dummy. Oh, but that was that was the worst diss you've ever made in your life. Nice pun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, in addition to uh, the Stephen King and the Metallica, a fellow inmate testified that Baldwin had confessed to the murders, and two girls claimed to have overheard Eccles confess during a softball game. Who the fuck is just confessing to murders at a fucking softball game? Right, like he's just Not even there. a baseball game, softball. He's just bro. sitting there at softball like, hey, did you guys know I murdered three boys? It's all hearsay, bro. Always. How yeah. the fuck did this happen? That's what I want to know, man. I don't know. Yeah, there'd be some, be some like, talking to some, talking to some baddies like, yo, you want to hear some gangster you want to get in my pants tonight, girl? I murdered three little boys. What? Uh, the defense sought to introduce other suspects, notably a local teenager who had left for California shortly after the bodies were discovered, and who said he might have committed the crimes before recanting. However, the judge refused to let him testify before the jury. And then on March 18, 1994, Eccles and Baldwin were found guilty of first-degree murder. Eccles was later sentenced to the death penalty, and Baldwin was given life without the possibility of parole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy shit. Hold on, sorry. I lost my way. <laughs> he lost his way. Now he's back to the good side. Shut the hell up. Hold on, hold on. You guys got any you guys got anything you want to add before we get into the rest of it? In uh June they uh went back to court. To uh, submit more evidence, DNA evidence. Uh, however, uh, that was uh, turned down as as well. Oh well, yeah. Um, here's sorry. Here's something I missed. I want to go back and go through this during the trial. That I missed about this part. Um, while the def- while the prosecutor and the defense were preparing for trial, uh, during the process of gathering evidence, blood was found on a knife previously owned by John Meyer, Mark Byer, Chris Byer's stepfather. 
Uh, Byers had given the knife away shortly after the murders, and the blood was determined to be consistent with Chris Byers' blood as well with Mark Byers' blood. However, the police did not pursue this potential lead. You got a guy right there who's got blood of his stepson on a knife, and you're just not going to pursue it at all? Just because you're so hell-bent on the fact that it was the yeah, it's Satanist. Like, it's like the real killer was like right there. Pretty much. Probably was they, right Is there. that the knife that they like found? They like fished out of a lake or something? I don't know. It says he gave this knife away after. They, they found a knife in the back of the uh, trailer. Yeah, maybe that's and, what it was. And uh, on Paradise Lost, that was uh, like when I questioned him, him on it. He got all upset, yeah. and then uh, I believe he walked away and told him to stop recording. <laughs> Literally everything a fucking yeah, that's natural a killer would do, and you just fucking don't even. Oh, he's clean. He's just emotional. Uh, <laughs> he's just emotional. Uh, the police also failed to pursue a potential lead called in by a local Bojangles restaurant. Yeah, what? Bojangles. One of the employees. Witnessed a disor- disoriented man covered in mud and blood enter the restaurant the night the boys went missing. The man used the restroom, leaving smears of the blood he was covered in on the walls. Though the police took samples of the blood, they never pursued this lead and later lost the evidence. Lost. Yeah, lost. I think, was, I, think I heard it was like a truck or two, bro. So a guy like in and out of town, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other leads here, man. They never got solved after, did they? I don't believe. When these I guys think, get exonerated and shit. Or? I believe. I could be wrong, but I believe the case is still ongoing. I don't yeah. know if they ever caught anybody. Still. Yeah, it's still unsolved. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, after the initial trials, the West Memphis Three's def- defense team attempted numerous appeals, claiming trial misconduct, uh, presenting new evidence, and challenged rulings against the inclusion of evidence. That defense lawyers felt would be beneficial to their case. Outside of the courts, the case continued to fall apart. Vicki Hutchison claimed that she had committed perjury when she testified against the three and stated that the police had told her what to say. The foreman of the jury was also accused of misconduct after it came to light that during the trial he had discussed the case at length with his own attorney. Uh, the accusation of a juror misconduct combined with new evidence showing that the DNA found at the crime scene matched Terry Hobbs, Stevie Branch's stepfather, was eventually used to secure a new hearing. So now there's two stepfathers who they have evidence linking them to this crime. So maybe the stepfathers are real satanics. Satanists, maybe. Maybe. Or they're just fucking maniac killers who hated their kids, you know? Dude, how common do you think it is for two maniacs to be in the same neighborhood? Probably more, probably scary if you knew how often, bro. Oh, yeah, I you know, there was the other day, like, you walk by a sociopath probably every day. Well, there was that thing in Rhode Island just not long ago where they caught that guy and there's all his bodies in his backyard or whatever. Remember? The old Rhode Island serial killer? The, off the beach? I don't know. It was like that really old guy and all the neighbors were like, oh, he's the nicest guy in the world. He'd like been killing people for years and nobody knew. Are you talking about the Long Island killer? Yeah, yeah, Island yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that's a realtor. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, he was a realtor. That guy was loaded. There was rumors of like big parties happening on, wild, that, on that I beach. Say, I shit. used to live in Rhode Island. I meant to say Long Island. I always get confused. I knew it was an island, okay? Give me credit. 
I thought I knew what you were talking about. Yeah. There's Parish Island. There's Gold All right, Island. we're not going over the yeah, fucking we know, islands. We know the islands. <laughs> I'm an island myself. Island boy. Mm. Got me in your island you boy. Did you see that they're in love with each other now, apparently? I heard they kissed or something. Yeah, they they do OnlyFans to together. Are you fucking kidding I'm me? I'm pretty sure that's what somebody said. Disgust. They kiss each other. They like tongue kiss. So now we're fucking selling incest and shit. What the fuck was that? Only fans? Dude. So it was. Uh, you didn't hear that? I heard it. Was that Yoda? Nobody <laughs> <laughs> else is here. What the fuck? I think that door moved too. Dude, I think shut the, the fuck fucking up, door opened. Dude, I swear to God, <laughs> no, I heard dude. a creak, like no. crack a little bit. Didn't you see me look that way? Dude, it's not the ghosts of the little boys, okay? <laughs> here to tell us the truth. We're telling the story, dude. Bro. What if they just popped up and told us the truth about what happened, dude? And we solved the case right now. We're going viral. Dude, That's what happened. Famous, bro. What, all, all four of us? Mm. Hell yeah! Get the spirit box out. All right, dude, somebody grab the Ouija board. Fuck that! Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> we ain't doing that shit. Uh, we ain't doing that. Shit. But you know how famous we would be. You know, maybe more importantly, though, we'd solve a fucking right. cold mm. case. Yes. That's more important than being famous. But for sure, know. it is. Uh, the West Memphis case inspired numerous individuals to intervene on their behalf. Uh, Bruce Sinsnowski and Joe Berlinger created a documentary about the West Memphis Three, Paradise Lost, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills, and released it in 1996, hoping to encourage the public to remain interested in the fate of the three convicted men. Sequels to the and it worked. Sequels to the documentary were released in 2000 and 2012. Burke Sauls, Kathy Backen, and Grove Pashley, three friends from Los Angeles, California, traveled to Arkansas to visit Eccles Baldwin and Miss Kelly in October 1996. Upon deciding that they believed the West Memphis Three to be innocent, the three friends created a website, Free the West Memphis Three to inform the public about the case as well as to ask for donations to help fund the defense team. Mara Levert, an Arkansas reporter, wrote a book titled Devil's Knot, The True Story of West Memphis Three in 2002 in response to a challenge made by the state officials that a true, honest examination of the case would prove the guilt of the three defendants. After extensive research, Levert concluded that the entire situation was a tragedy and gross miscarriage of justice. Numerous celebrities agreed with Leverett. Eddie Vedder, the rock of uh, the rock group Pearl Jam, visited Eccles on death row and used music and fame to help spread the message that Eccles and the others were innocents. I remember that shit. Like, fucking celebrities had to go on TV and be like, yo, what the fuck? Dude, actor you? Johnny Depp and singer Natalie Maines of the group Dixie Chicks also lent their support. Like, this case got huge, dude. Yes. They That's started the getting huge fucking backers. Like, they started getting backers from fucking all over the place, dude, right. calling but, for these guys to be released because they were innocent. And it got, it got crazy, dude. And then on November 4th, 2010, after the numerous failed appeals, the Arkansas Supreme Court ordered that a hearing take place in order to analyze new evidence that potentially exonerate the West Memphis Three Preparations began immediately. Eccles hired a new defense team that included Stephen Braga and Patrick Benica. However, as the new lawyers worked together to present their case at the hearing, they were dismayed to find that the new evidence did not conclusively point to a different perpetrator. 
As was typical for this case, the evidence was only circumstantial. Braga and Benka, convinced that the West Memphis Three were innocent and deserved their freedom, decided to take a different approach. Benka had worked a re- had a working relationship with Arkansas Attorney General uh, Dustin McDaniel. The two met to discuss the case. During that meeting, Benka asked McDaniel if his team would consider skipping the hearing in order to move straight to new trials. The judge, Benka, argued would certainly grant new trials after considering the jury misconduct discovered years before. McDaniel agreed to discuss the idea with his team. So, I mean, these guys... Dude, Damian Eccles got out there and he's like, fuck this, man. I've been in here long enough. Getting a new defense team. I'm getting myself and these boys the fuck out of here. Fuck yeah, he's probably... And these guys immediately went to work for them. Immediately started working on trying to get them the fuck out of there. Which they should. That should have been the defense team they had in the beginning. Right. So how long was he in there for? Uh, I believe they're only in there. Well, you know what? Let me keep going. I don't want to. Oh, shit. I lost my place. Hold on. Uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I lost my place. Hold on. Uh, as negotiations between the lawyers continued, Benka and Braga suggested that both sides agreed to an Alford plea that with time served in order, avoid, in order to avoid the risk of both sides that a new trial would bring. An Alfred plea agreed required the three defendants to plead guilty to a series of lesser charges while at the same time stating, the re- stating for the record that they were innocent and only pleading guilty because it was in their best interests. Both legal teams agreed that the plea would be acceptable, provided that all three defendants were willing to cooperate. Despite this hopeful new development, Benka and Braga were still concerned. Jason Baldwin, by this time in his late 30s, he was arrested when he was, what, 16, I believe? And now he's in his late 30s. Best years of your life, too. And oddly enough, uh, John Mark Byers and uh, Pamela Hobbs and Christopher Byers uh, and Stevie Branch all flipped to become supporters of the West Memphis Three. Nice. That, I think, the first time I looked into this case, I think that was the biggest shock to me, was that the families became supporters yes. of trying to get the men out of jail right. after, after they, were, they were the ones that helped put them in jail in the first place. So that just goes to show you, if the fucking parents are turning sides, then maybe you should look into, maybe you did this, some shit wrong. Yeah. Just that old school fucking boomer bullshit, man. Just because these dudes fucking like the little fucking rock and roll music. Yeah, they like smoking weed shit, shit, dude. You know, railroad them, bro. You know, rock and roll, fucking smoking weed and shit. This is a huge miscarriage of justice, man. Dude, this rock and roll terrible. built this country, man. Yo, um, I see, for sure, dude. Is, we built this city on rock and roll, bro. This bitch was second last year of the boys. All together, yeah, nice. So, but they essentially kind of became rock stars too, and and the whole because after this fucking, they got smoked, dude. The trial, uh, releasing them and shit, exonerating them. It was a fucking fanfare, bro. Yeah, like uh, you already said before the episode, Echoes is basically famous. He's a rock star. Yeah, yeah. he like fucking hangs out with like Johnny Depp. So, I mean, yeah, you lost years of your life, but, I mean, it's... He meets his heroes. And yeah, fucking. you got, like, you know what I mean? You got a fucking a lifestyle some people can only dream of after, you know? But Wait. I'm sure the years they were in there probably doesn't make up for it, you know what I mean? Right. Yo, hold on. 
They say on the kids they found uh, sperm or jizz. What? <laughs> wow, dude. I'm just, That's a hell of a start to the sentence. Keep going. Okay. Um, if there was DNA was back then, 93, why the fuck didn't they took the DNA from the three boys? There was, like, bite marks, and they actually, like, took imprints of their teeth, and their, none of their teeth matched the bite marks either. Yeah, man, if you've not been listening, they had evidence that cleared the boys. They just didn't give a shit. That's Very why we much, said it's a miscarriage yeah. of justice. But, uh, yeah, so they were worried about Baldwin because he had the most to lose by accepting this plea. Untained uh, by false confession as Miss Kelly was and without the threat of death row that Eccles faced, Baldwin was unsure that pleading guilty was the answer. However, after considering that Eccles' execution date was quickly approaching, Baldwin agreed to the legal maneuver in order to preserve Eccles' life. So he was scared that what it was going to do to his life, but he's like, you know what? Regardless of what happens to me, Eccles deserves... You know, I, mean, I got to do this for my boy Eccles because he was getting close to being, you know, killed. And then uh, on August 9th, August 19th, 2011, Judge Laser approved the Alford plea. Each of the defendants pleaded guilty while maintaining their innocence and were released on time served. After 18 years, one of Arkansas's most controversial murder cases came to a strange semi-permanent close. Benka suggested that the defense team would continue, would continue pursuing the West Memphis Three case by petitioning Mike Beebe for pardons. However, Beebe suggested that the petitions would be unsuccessful. Despite the release of the West Memphis Three, the case remains unsolved, and the legal conduct, conduct of both the prosecution and the defense remain relatively unexamined. Uh, prosecutors will not continue to investigate the murders of Stevie Branch, Chris Byers, and Michael Moore. Eccles, Miss Kelly, and Baldwin will not receive compensation for time spent in prison, and they may never be cleared of the crimes to which they pled guilty. Uh, however, the case continues to inspire media attention, and in 2012, the documentary West of Memphis, produced by Peter Jackson and Damien Eccles, and directed by Amy Berg, premiered at the Sundance, Sundance Film Festival. A movie adaption of Devil's Knot began filming, and Eccles pushed, published his memoir, Life After Death. In July 2021, it was reported pursuant to a request by Eccles' attorneys for access to evidence from the crime scene for purposes of conducting new DNA testing that the physical evidence relating to the mur three murder victims had been lost, misplaced, or destroyed by a fire. However, later investigation found most of the evidence still intact. Eccles filed suit for access to remaining evidence for enhanced DNA testing, but on June 23, 2022, Circuit Judge Tanya Alexander ruled against him. On January 9, 2023, attorneys for Eccles asked the Arkansas Supreme Court to reverse Alexander's ruling. So... Mm. After spending 18 years of their life in jail for a murder they didn't commit, one of the first thing Eccles does when he gets out of jail is to try and help them actually solve the case to find out who really killed these boys. Right. These guys lost 18 years of their life. So that's what I was just thinking, like, how big of... That's such a huge chunk of time, dude. Mm. Like you said, it's the best years of their life, dude. Jason Baldwin was 30 yeah, years right. old when he got out. 
and the worst part is they got out. They got to get out on time served. But like they, but they said, still unless, had to plead guilty. Yeah, like, unless they, unless somebody solves this case, they'll they'll forever be looked at as guilty for right, the crime. Right, they've never yeah. been exonerated. Yeah, yeah. Alfred plead shit. Right? <clears throat> it's disgusting, Hard dude. Bitch, bro, Man. It's disgusting. They'll never be able to. They'll be able to. They'll live a life. But that'll be that'll continue to hang over their heads for the rest of their lives. Of course, they're always going to be that dude. I they're mean, always going to be the guys who, you know, the West Memphis Three. Unfortunately, it's crazy, man. It's a wild fucking story. It's a deep ass story. They should have started a band, just the three of them. I believe. Tell me that shit wouldn't have popped. Bro. I believe they just started a rock band. I don't know if it's Miss Kelly. I believe. I don't remember which ones, but two of them aren't friends anymore. Yeah, I heard that too. Someone said did say I did see that somewhere. Yeah, because of one of their involvements in the Devil's Knot book, I believe. Well, they probably cut each other out of the book or something. One of them didn't hook the other one up. You know how it goes, bro. But thank God they got released at the very least, man. Oh, it's Damian Eccles and Jason Baldwin. They're no longer friends. Does it say what the beef is? Yeah, hold on. Yo, I'm looking around this room. I don't see no Tennessee Titans stuff. Maybe he's got beef with him. Probably. You don't like him. Uh, The Cause of the Rift is a new movie in production. Devil's Not. Uh, Damien Eccles has been against the movie since the start, according to Jason Baldwin. Damien had several objections to the script, though he had not met with the producers to discuss his concerns directly. I pursued a meeting with the producers to address those concerns because the movie was going to be made with or without us. I wanted to make sure it was as accurate as possible. Uh, Echoes said, unfortunately, the making of the movie Devil's Knot drove a wedge between Jason and I. I was deeply hurt when he chose to take part in it. However, that doesn't mean I love him any less. So, yeah. They stopped being friends, basically. Oh, you know, over that, but... Crazy shit. Oh, I hate the bottom. Hmm? The bottom of these sucks because you get to the bottom, you try to get them all. All oh, salt comes out <laughs> from the bottom of the bag. Uh, and as for Jesse Miss Kelly, he chose a life out of the limelight. Uh, he now lives, as of a few months ago, for an interview. He now lives in West Memphis. So. He doesn't live in West Memphis, you said? He does live in West Memphis. He's fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> First thing I would do, I got the fuck out of that city, man. Man, I'll, yo, if I see the guy out of jail or not. He was arrested in a dirt, on a traffic stop in 2017, though. Of course <laughs> he was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, remember you, boy. You yeah, got a court case there, didn't you, though? He was accused of driving without a license. Yo, I'm saying, if I got if I, if a city tried to put me in jail... I'm not coming back to live in the city. I said, "Hell, I said, nah. fuck you, suck my, suck my lane." I'm moving to Memphis, Tennessee. Where? That's why I wouldn't move to. Like I, I, I still be over there. I could, if you want me to throw a rock at you, fuckers, I throw rocks, stones, bricks, all right, mortars. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> my fist. <laughs> yeah, over Would here. You looking out over there, cheetah? I'm trying to find out who, uh, what happened though. So, yeah, Eccles is now an artist and a movie producer and an author. Uh, Baldwin was involved in the movie production of 
uh, Devil's Not, like I said. And he, as of 2018, I believe this is when this was published, he was working for a career towards law. And Miss Kelly stayed out of the limelight, working and living not far from where he was arrested. Jesus. Like, hey, I'm going to go back to my hometown. Yeah, but think about it, though. It's also kind of, in his mind, it's probably a big fuck you to the community. Like, look, you guys turned against me, and now I'm back. Oh, I'm you know? back. No, 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 no. You going to stop yeah. me, bitch? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, no, 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 boo Fuck you. Like, Stick I ain't going nowhere, bro. Yo. <laughs> what? Just imagine you just go, like, get locked up for something stupid. He, he's probably like a hero in that jail. Yeah, I probably bet they probably will take him care of. Who? Uh, them dudes while they're in jail, like oh. while the trial was like building up in the news and shit. Oh yeah, they're fucking celebrities on the block, dude, for sure. Shit, they probably get the best corn. Still bread. fucking sucks though, and they still got oh. a big chunk of their life missing, dude. That they'll never fucking get back. Hell no. Your twenties <clears throat> plus. And, too. and think about it, they didn't get any compensation for the years they were locked up. That's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't get nothing. Like, they people get... sue for fucking anything nowadays. They couldn't have sought for wrongful fucking conviction or something. Yeah, what if it was the dads the whole probably time? probably was the dads, dude. Most likely. There was a lot of shit leading to both of them fucking. More than yeah, likely, he was the same was the one that when he picked up his wife. Yeah, her, like her you kid, said. Yeah, it was her kid. Her. Yeah. The little girl had to tell her. Yeah, it's like Johnny, little Johnny's missing, or whatever the fuck. More, it's more than likely it wasn't it was. them. I mean, it was them. So it's, uh, yeah, so. yeah, most but importantly, rest in peace to them kids. Though, yeah, bro. Oh, definitely for sure. I mean, I, I mean, even though it has been thirty years, I mean, we could only hope and pray that one day, you know, there finally is a true ending to this case, and you know, they get some kind of justice. They deserve that at least. Yes. Hopefully, you know, we can only hope. Most definitely. <laughs> Yeah, that poster's not Captain America. That's uh, what the fuck is? What is wrong with your brain? He's you have just, He's like, a short looking around attention for like span. Forty-five minutes. <laughs> you have the smallest attention span I've ever seen in my life. Maybe we should bring you a fucking coloring book next time, so you can just <laughs> you leave us alone. Jesus, Damn, you man, right I'm busting sweat right now. Paint, paint by number. You're Got always fucking sweats, sweating. <laughs> Yeah, that's the idea. You'd be in a freezer and you'd be sweating. Oh, fuck yeah, I would be sweating in a freezer. <laughs> yeah, oh, pass over here. No. Pass over here. Pass over here. <laughs> Cutting them out. Yo, yo, I got that glaze. I got that glaze donut sweat. Oh, <laughs> <Ow>, dude. That's <laughs> fucking gross, man. Glazed donut sweat. Yeah, you see a glazed donut? So like when uh, you leave like meat sitting out too long, it gets like uh, the fat, like fucking. So Yoder, you know yes. what I mean? The paste. Now, now you're it's two like episodes glue. in with the pod, man. What do you think? Do you love it here? He wants out by now. I want to be a regular. <laughs> he's like, I'm out. He's oh, like next time, let's tackle something you smaller. Them for me? Uh, oh, that's on fire. I like the the uh, episode Woodstock. Oh, thank cool. you. That wasn't Thank cool. You. That's, that's uh, yeah. I was there. I know. Oh, yeah. Where you are you? Us. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes, oh, shit. I, I was almost there. Fuck. Five more years earlier. I would have been there, dude. <laughs> Fuck I really you. believe that. You guys can keep it if you want. I don't want to. We're giving a Dude, fucker. just have a bag, bro. Give that fucker. I ain't giving none to you. Oh, fuck. I'll give you half right, my shit. Okay, man. Chill. Don't beat me up. So you, uh, 
Yo, what do you think, man? What do you, what 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 grade do you <laughs> give us on this episode? You give us a grade. You're my fucking. I'll take it back to high school, man. You're my teacher. This is a make or break grade, man. If you don't if you don't grade me well, I'm not graduating. What do you Damn, I'm putting the pressure on a it. A D plus. <laughs> no, no, I'm just fine. A plus, of course. Fucking Yoda, man. Love you. You said we could keep him. We'll give him back. Oh, you took too him late. back too. Ah, oh, baby, fucking the whole Bible, Rachel. You gave him back, Rachel. Sorry, those are the rules. <laughs> wow, man, I'll never give shit back. I should have kept that bag over here. We know, chop. <laughs> we know you ain't giving no snacks back, bro. Probably just should check your pockets before we leave. <laughs> I'm gonna do the old prison way. Check your pockets. Thank you butt. for cre- thank you for doing that right next to the mic. ASMR. Okay, you're forgiven. <laughs> Yo, um, I only gave him back because Rachel looked like she was about to cry. And I couldn't she looked like she was. I was gonna hear about it, even though she was the one who gave him back to you. I couldn't handle it, so. Yo, um, next him. next week we got Good job. next got week him. we start back in our rotation. Finally, I feel like I haven't done an episode in like a month and a half. Good, because you're first next week. I know. What's next week's episode? I don't know, man. We make it up. It's um, it's uh, troops. Maybe, actually. maybe wrongful conviction case where we just go through some that guy's got like exonerated and shit. Oh, dude, there's so many cases on that. It's probably pretty staggering. We could talk about the. We could talk about the fucking uh, foundation of the Innocence Project. That, that worked hard to get a lot of people exonerated. Nice, yeah, that, nice, that'd be nice. that'd be a cheat episode. They, uh, no, I don't want to do that. I'm done with crime, dude. You okay? You. Know, I think my next. I'm episode, feeling that. There's so many crime people that talk about the crimes. All I'm done time. with serial killers forever, dude. They gave me nightmares. Which one? I had a nightmare about Jim Jones again. again. Dude, it's not serial killers. It's Jim Jones, dude. You got a fear of this man, bro. Man, I'll punch it's in him. your head, bro. I'll punch that motherfucker in the dick. I'll sucker Jim Jones right now. I'll fucking, fucking... Cool. I'll, I'll fuck me. Me and Chup over here will fucking uh, 3D drop his ass. Why don't you worry about making it off this episode alive first? The 3D is a <laughs> sick move, dude, and we would hit someone with fuck. it. So. Or do the double froggy splash. Yo, damn, we've no, been, here, dude, we've been here so star. long that my fucking sleep mode is activated on my phone. Mine as well. <laughs> I hate that shit. What? Fucking sleep mode. I turn that shit off. I leave mine on because it helps me sleep at night. It is mode? good for you to get, get less blue light, but I just try not to touch the phone. There's a sleep mode? Yeah, you don't got it? Oh, you got iPhone. Oh, yeah, he's I got an iPhone. Oh, we all got iPhones. Except for you. Team Apple. Holding <laughs> out, bro. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to buy my iPhone. I had iPhones before I had one. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. I can't remember what it was. Oh, uh. Something. Something. Weird. <laughs> How long before you want to come back, Yoder? We need to know. Whatever. Next. Every two weeks? Every month? My birthday is September 3rd, so it won't be. So definitely booking for September 3rd is what you're saying. Ruin your whole plans. What you doing for the birthday? If you don't big, show up, we'll never plans. talk to you again. Going to uh, New England. Oh, yeah? Sick. Rhode Island. We're down in New England. Connecticut. You We're down the, there. You and the Went fiance? To Boston and shit. Yeah. Yo, can sick, we talk sick. to that dude, man? He seems like that dude might have a cool story, bro. Right, he's from Vietnam or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's from the Philippines. I kind of want to hear this guy's story. You know, well, I wasn't gonna say it because I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to bring it up every week. But it's it's okay. I guess we'll bring it up every time we see you. No biggie. Did we Thanks bring it up you. last time? Yeah, we bring it up every oh, time sorry. we see the guy. Oh, Poor guy. Dude, I thought I was breaking some new shit to him. I thought I was. <laughs> this is be the third time now. 
He's probably like, he's probably gonna get out of here and be like, I thought these guys wanted to fucking hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we sure. love you, Odie. You can come back whenever, dude. We have good episodes too, bro. Yeah. No, the only reason I was asking is because I kind of want to do. I kind of want to do something big again soon. Something I've been talking about for a while. Low head, big I wanna, body. I think That's I want to bring right now. you a drawn for it. Low head, big body. I thought you were talking about something else for a second. I thought you were going to say something else. Yo. Yo. What? What? Do it again. Secrets don't make friends out here. The four F's in life? <laughs> I'm not getting it, man. Oh, man. Yo, make your shit weird now. We're not just a SMR, SBR. I, I don't know, man. We don't want... Look, I'm trying. Like, I, I, I don't want to say it on here because I don't want to set something up and then not follow through with it. Oh, he's trying to pull me. Yeah, Wait, say, yeah, that, say, say, say that in a couple minutes. Dude, I think this right. well, we got. I think after. Well, we got... I think this motherfucker on it. We got next, and then chop, and then it's me again. But if you don't want to wait until after my episode, then maybe if you want, you can come back when it's my week and we can do the big episode if you want. Right. Or wait. Wait, I got to make sure it doesn't coincide with your birthday. Wait. So next week. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll be good. It'll be like the, I think, probably like the 14th, probably. That's good, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yo, t- we'll talk Choo. about it off the air. But. I like I like how they're trying to set shit up. We're over here making maybe we can maybe we can have you on for my next episode. And then we'll do this. We'll do what I'm thinking about maybe. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't got anything else to say unless you guys. Guys, I'm sure everybody's tired. They want to get out of here. I don't know. We're not that. My episode ain't set in stone yet. I guess my I I you know for the first time in a while, I'm the only. I'm probably the only one who doesn't have to work tomorrow. So I'm pretty <coughs> excited. I get there. Yeah, let's beat his ass right now. Let's fuck you! I've been working all, right. all week. Oh fuck you! I've been working all week too. Yeah, well, my job's harder than yours. So. My job's harder. No. Yeah. No. I got the yeah. hardest. I made forty Mine's fucking hardest. beds yesterday. Mine's the hardest. Oh shit! Yeah, well, this isn't between the three of us. This is between me and him. Okay. I think you got him though. I do. You got him for sure. A long shot. You just drive and sit down. Go from seat to seat, bro. Yeah. Man, that's kind of hard. You just too. sit outside Man. and pick your fucking nose. You know you got a good ass chair. No, I don't. Man, stop it, Drew. You ain't got no chair at work. You ain't got no, no stool. Oh, no. we got we got a stand. Yeah, there's a nice fucking stand, ain't it? No, it's not. They put pillows no. under their feet so their feet don't get hurt. We actually do got cushion. See, we actually, see, we got like kind of cushion match see, we bro. use. See, right. Anyway, Papa Yoda, that was a good episode. Yeah, of course, yes, Yoda. Sir. Thank you guys. Appreciate you for coming again, man. Uh, it was awesome. Absolutely. absolutely. Just, from here on out, Yoda's gonna be known as the banger episodes guy because every time he comes, we do a banger um, episode. Yeah, this we gotta get fighting in here one of these days when you. Come. We, we actually gotta have him on mic. Gotta have him come hang out for a little. Or bit. just right there. I'll be trying to get him all the time. He's like, "Oh, you need to fucking I work, man." <laughs> I'm like, "Shut like, up! Just bring your ass." Sound like Brandon DiCamillo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Skeletor. All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. All right, let's get out of here. Me, me, me. Say it, say it, chop. Thanks for riding along, losers. Fuck. <laughs>